Hey, podcasters. Today, we are going to discuss the novel Sharp Objects by Gillian Flynn. Sharp Objects is a story about a young reporter named Camille Preaker. Camille Preaker comes from a pretty troubled past. She has very interesting health issues. And basically, she gets this job assignment from the newspaper that takes her back to her hometown. Uh, she hasn't been at a hometown for at least eight years. So she goes back to meet people, but also work on this really big case regarding preteen girls who've been murdered. So it has a lot of twists and turns, um, and you will be able to go through the story and learn how Camille unravels the psychological puzzle of her own past to get to the story. Get ready to enjoy the podcast. Here we go. Today we are going to talk to you about the book called Sharp Objects and the movie by the same name. And the movie was directed by Jean-Marc Vallée. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, we don't know who the screenplay was written. No, can't just we can't figure that out. Can't figure that out. So So, we're gonna skip it. uh, Maybe Jillian was involved with the screenplay, but if anybody knows who wrote this screenplay, let us know. Hit us up. Let's talk a little bit about how you all felt about this movie. Loving Jean-Marc. Yes. So what did you all think of this book and the series? Well, Jillian Flynn, I would like to start with her because she has a super twisted mind. (laughs) Right. She took me to places I didn't think I would ever, I could ever dream up. But the book was amazing. She's a little dark, right? Yeah, she's very dark. She's a little bit past a little dark. That was a oh, yeah. dark series. That was dark. And it's interesting because we have the same comments about, or you have the same comment about Big Little Lies, which was also yes. directed by Jean... Uh, Jean Marvelli. And so it's oh. interesting because I think he was perfect to do this movie because he seems to have a darkness yes. in the way that he directs. So yes. I thought that was really interesting. The dark duo. Yeah, <laughs> she's brilliant, though. Quite a little... little. Twisted, but yeah, she has a pattern. Yeah, she has a pattern, apparently. Because she also wrote Gone Girl, correct? Correct. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's definitely dark. And then Jean-Marc Vallier also directed Big Little Lies, so I feel like these repeat Mm -hmm. people (laughs) just are giving us like a really, uh, a great idea and visualization of their directing styles and their writing styles. Yeah. So how do you like the book, though? I love the book, actually. I like the book, and I like the series. I mean, there were a couple of things that I just didn't quite get, like why the girls were on roller skates the entire series. I mean, if you know small roller town... skates in the book? I think it's small town Missouri. Like, That's all they did, because she did, in the book, make a lot of references to, you know, what was considered fun back then. Like, yeah. the stuff was kind of boring. Right? But were you guys looking for a Sonic? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so much roller skating. I'm like, do they walk? Right. See, that took me a second to get your joke. Right. It's like, really? Like, I, mean, I got it right there. Like, oh, yeah. I was I like, it. Oh, I got it. <laughs> and to me, it's like, I'm here. I'm welcome. Thank you. Sorry. Um, but, okay. So in the beginning of the book, it was 
a little slow for me. Um, but right around chapter nine, I literally read the rest of it in one day because I couldn't put it down. Yeah. Like, so it, it got really good. So I like the I, I actually like the book. Yeah. yeah. I read Gone Girl. And then immediately I needed uh, my next Jillian Flynn fix. Yeah. So I immediately read uh, Sharp Objects and stay tuned because we're going to be reading Dark Places later. And that's another Jillian Flynn book. So I'm letting you know that I read all three back to back because I needed like to know more about what her mind was creating. So I loved Sharp Objects from the beginning. To end. I'm just wondering about Lynn's mind. I know, you know. Because the fact that she needs that craziness she needs in her it. life. Yeah. I you know. That's a call well, for help. Like you said, you read like half the book in one day. Yeah. So I, mean, but I had my solution. I had my fix right after. <laughs> yeah, I don't need my fix that quickly though, but okay. So I just, I just noticed it was. Chris, I can help it. Chris, feeling really good right now. <laughs> so, were there any parts, any scenes in the book that kind of jumped out at you? Like, do you guys remember the scene with John, who was the person I think that was accused of killing the girls? Johnny, yeah, John. John. Do you remember the scene when they were at the house and his? Girlfriend was walking around that cheerleading. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> creepy. <laughs> what's happening? And then, um, what's her name? Um, Camille was like, oh, is school out? She's like, oh, I just like to get high spirited. Yeah. Or something. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Julian, Julian, the <laughs> That was crazy. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's she crazy. I mean, she comes up with the unimaginable. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I noticed it was a lot of subtle differences from the books and the movies. Like uh, what? From, I mean, from the TV show, where she worked, where Camille worked, was not in Chicago. It was actually in St. Louis. Oh, I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Didn't catch that either. So okay. it wasn't then. It wasn't a long drive. There. It was not. I didn't catch that. Are you sure? Well, I remember it not being a long drive, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry, people in the Midwest. I'm not good with geography. <laughs> <laughs> like it skips from a solid like you know 200 miles I'm, I'm not good at it but i i d- didn't envision like chicago being that far mm-hmm. from missouri but you might be right yeah, it's not close yeah it is i mean no, she's not like 10 minutes yeah, down the road but at the far. same time right yeah i know she needed far. a lot of time yeah. to reflect yeah. so i was thinking that was her drive and right put a quantity of time to it yeah so she not worked at the st louis chronicles in the series and the Chicago Tribune in the book. So I don't know why they made that change, though. Why was that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what was the significance of that? I hate when they make unnecessary changes like that. I do, too. Like how we were referring to in Girl on the Train podcast and how they change locations. It bothered a lot of people. Yeah. It bothered a lot of people. We got a comment on that about the Girl on the Train not being in London. She was not happy. But yeah, Um, it happens a lot. Yeah. So in this movie, they added some scenes about Camille's being in a mental health hospital, mm-hmm. and they added the roommate scene, which they made that a significant part of the movie, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't in the book. Um, yeah. Well, of course, they need to embellish to kind of fill all that part of the series. But wasn't it wasn't her roommate, roommate in the book? Because I remember her saying something about her killing herself. Okay, and her parents looked at her. Her parents came to not Camille's parents, but her roommate's parents gave her a look as they're picking up her stuff after she committed suicide. They gave her a nasty look as if she had helped her or something. Uh, That's the only reason I remember that. that. 
But it jumped out at me in the series because of the woman that played the role. Because she's the same woman that's in The Handmaid's Tale. What's her name? Anybody remember her name? Mm. Her name was Alice. The roommate's name was Alice in the uh, the series. But I mean, I, I definitely think the way that they brought that out complemented the storyline. But it just mm-hmm. wasn't that significant <laughs> in the book. Uh, but what's her name? Sydney Sweeney, I think her name was from The Handmaids. Yeah. But she likes to play, you know, people that die. Evidently. <laughs> 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 she's good at that, right? She's or trouble at that. Yeah, right? she's, she's good really at that. Uh, she doesn't even open her mouth when she talks. It's so annoying to me. Are you opening your mouth? Are you opening your mouth? Speaking of that. Are you opening your mouth now? Or your eyes? Okay, one thing that bothered me, I don't know if you guys noticed, in the series is the freaking buzzing of these freaking flies oh irritated God. the mess out of me especially being from the country so I'm, I'm in my room yeah. I'm telling you I was like were you having flashbacks I really was and I don't like those type of flies yeah but every like, five seconds you'll hear you know how the sound of a fly on a screen Oh, I thought it was something like a fan or something blowing. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I noticed it, but like it, it we can tone it out. We can tone it out. So annoying. Those of us who aren't from the country can. No, but it was driving me crazy because I kept thinking that something was in my room. Right, I kept looking around. Yeah, like, that just means you have good surround sound. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good to know. No. <laughs> okay, how about in the series? That scene where all the women were in the house watching a movie and they were all crying. Do you guys remember yes. that scene? Okay. Yes. That was y'all all watching the shack. I, I agree. <laughs> and Ray I'm not even going to deny that. So when I was watching that, I was like, look at Ann <laughs> Rhea Champagne bawling watching a television show. Do I sound so judgmental? <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling personally attacked here. <laughs> yeah, I just had a flashback of us watching yeah. Shaq and then um, That was a rough group. Yeah, that was So yeah. we digress. Sure <laughs> <laughs> word zingers are not here. <laughs> She's like from um, Law and Order. That's how they guess he got what he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> guess he had it coming. <laughs> anyway. Uh. We're back to the movie. I mean, back to the film. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is going to be a really hard one. Yes. I have I feel like that one. This is We're making your job a little bit, bro. So, what do you guys think about the casting? The casting? I loved Camille. What did you think, Lynn? Oh, I did too. I love Camille. Brilliant for that role. When I first She's so pretty. learned about she her is. playing Camille, I, was, I did not, that wasn't what I envisioned, but I think that she. She did a great job. For one, she helped me realize that, like, I was wrong. She did a good job at, like, being Camille. I loved her being Camille. And who I really loved was Patricia Clarkson. Oh, my goodness. I nailed Adora. Now, I'll be honest with you. When I read the book, I was thinking of, like, a Glenn Close or a um, mm-hmm. Sigourney Weaver or something like that. I love her. But when I, I saw was thinking Patricia that, like, in there, that she's perfect. Southern yeah. Belle, like, lots of makeup, that yeah. pristine class... And I think that... 62 pounds. Oh, exactly. Super tight. nailed it. Like, yes. it was just... But I never had her in my head thinking about that role. What did you think about Emma, though? I don't know how I thought uh, about Emma. I, I just feel like they made her too old. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was about to say. She does not look like she was 13. She was too close. She looked too close in age. 
to Camille. To Camille. It just really drove me crazy. Well, I think it's because Camille or Amy Adams' frame is small. And then Eliza is not thicker, but like she's a taller girl that's kind of like, you know, a little bit more built. I was thinking more of their faces. She did have a mature face. She looked, Mm -hmm. she had, to to me, she had a mature face, but that could have been what they were trying to go for. As I probably think I would have casted somebody who would look, who looked younger, but maybe dress themselves up to look. Right. Because they made it seem like she was well developed. um, Yeah. Emma in the, in the movie. I mean, the book. Her character was straight crazy. relationship sort of a retraction between mm-hmm. the cop and Adora. Vickery. No, Vickery. Vickery and Adora. Like there was sort of this attraction. They had that one scene in the series where his wife was kind of looking at Adora like they just had this little connection just which wasn't in the book. They right. No, in the book. at all. But it was like this little flirty well, kind I, of thing. I felt cool. like in the um, film it was as if everyone adored Adora. Like, I mean, yeah, that was right. what they were yeah. trying to come across. Um, because even the doctor that came to yeah. fix her up, wasn't it a doctor? Somebody mm-hmm. came to fix her hand up or something? Yeah, it was. I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah. the doctor. It's like, um, can I see? Yeah, everybody, you, everybody know, you, you, like you don't talk bad about Everybody's in awe over her. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I just felt like that police officer it was something a little bit different. Because they intentionally put the camera on his wife that one time. Like she was upset. And she yeah. was watching him stare at her. Uh-huh. And it was her backside. Right, exactly. Which that's always interesting to me when they do that for right. I don't, um, people that don't have you looking at the back of her head or <laughs> just her back. That's <laughs> <Nice> long back. <laughs> Like that, <laughs> but did you like what did you actually like about Richard, the like agent? the casting for him? Because I just I I pictured someone very different. Not, no, yeah, I, I didn't picture him, him at all. Yeah, I really pictured someone the different. Um, yeah, I just didn't envision him. I mean, he was all right, he was just okay. He wasn't like, great, he wasn't like terrible. He just made Richard be kind of insignificant to me. Yeah. Which he was a significant person, like, character, but he didn't put any oomph behind it Mm-mm, to me. At yeah. all. But when the, when the series started, the one thing that was driving me crazy when it started is that they would show parts of her body, and then they would kind of show her looking at it, but you couldn't really see the cuts. And so I'm getting frustrated. Like, I, well, I can't read, read the book. You couldn't even see the cut. Right. But then as it went on, they started showing them. Read them. More significant. But in the beginning, I'm like, really? Like, I wouldn't have even known that she was a cutter if I hadn't read the book. So I started off getting a little frustrated with that aspect of it. But I noticed as they went on, they started showing it. Showing that it was more to yeah. So I know Lynn is the overthinker. But I was very excited, actually, to learn a lot about Munchausen's by proxy, which is what I'm going to define this. <laughs> the disease. Which is the disease that the mom had. She liked taking care of sick people. You call that crazy. What is it called? Munch- Munchausen's. Munchausen's. Munchausen's by proxy. Yes. One more time. Munchausen's by proxy. Munch. 
Housens. Like Munch? Yes. Mm-hmm. Google House. it. Because there's it's, it's Munchhausen's yes. and there's Munchhausen's. There's two different ones. That's what so I want to like make a, sure you talk to like about. A hypochondriac is Munchhausen's. Like you like to get you to attention to, yeah. to get when you're sick. Mm-hmm. But Munchhausen's by proxy is you like, if you were to take care of Shanita all the time and you wanted her to be sick and remain sick because it you made sick. you feel important. It made right. you feel oh. like you had something to live. So I got gotcha. to. So I, I went past that. Like when they start throwing those big words out, I'm like, she's just cray cray. I was good with <laughs> abbreviations that they well, gave. That was game. But it's a disease. One, yeah. that, yes. And um, I believe it. it there's, a new series is also out um, about that, and I like that it's actually touching base on mental health. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't, of course, focused on that, but then I feel like there's so many aspects in this series about my, um, sorry about mental health, with not just the Munchausen's by proxy, but also with the need to cut. Yes. So I feel like I like how this series. I know this is a, I guess, a terrible way of saying it, but made it seem that you're not alone. Like yes. you're not mm-hmm. by yourself. Like there yeah. are others that have these problems and it might not be from the same traumatic experience that you experienced, but it's still real. Right. So I did like how this series was, how put that in limelight, that it's real. It's yeah. real. People have it and you don't have to be ashamed of it, but hopefully people go get help. So yes. what, right. what disease did the, um, the young girl have? Cray cray? Cray cray disease? Munchausen's. Oh, she had the same one? She liked to be taken care of because she was sick. Oh, she enjoyed. She also like to do crazy stuff. So, all the above. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But she's a victim of you know her, her mother. Mm-hmm. It, it was definitely like a toxic relationship yeah. between her mother and her. Yeah. They were kind of feeding off of each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, is there a? Um, I like to collect teeth disease. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just I want an ivory four. Psycho. Oh, it's just I want ivory four, excuse me. Yeah, yes. Pretty much. (laughs) My dollhouse. Lovely. Yeah, did you guys notice that the ending of the book and the movie are slightly different? No, do tell. Well, the book. um, It was similar. Did I miss something? Well, remember in the book, once the cray cray didn't want to collect teeth, once she moved in with her sister Camille. Emma. Emma. Mm -hmm. Um... She did all of the th- same things in the movie on the series, but once she got caught in the series, she was like, just don't, don't tell mom. Yeah. But in the book, um, they took her away and locked her up. And Emma, um, Camille's boss and his wife took Camille in because they felt she was sick and yes. tried to help her out. Yeah. You know? Now, I did, re- I did recognize that. But I was thinking that the series was going to kind of lead to that. Exactly. For a part two or season two. Right. So that was something that I was kind of alluding to that maybe it could be a continuation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, series do that. So like keep you so intrigued. Mm -hmm. Because in the book, they did that before all this happened. Because in the book, she talked about how he was almost like a father to her. Like he cared for her. So all of that happened actually before... She even went there. He was acting that way as a mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, definitely. the two of them were taking care of yeah. her before she went to start this journey. Yeah, and they called and said, like... That's why they, they were so into her. But she didn't physically live with them in the beginning. I don't know that just, she physically lived with them, but yeah. it did say they cared for me and they were trying to help me get through my issues. Right. But at the right, end right. of the book, she actually they actually came and got her. Correct. Yes. And Correct. she had to stay with them. Correct. At the end. Correct. But you know what I didn't like at the end, too? They quickly did that little flash of the scene, how they actually killed the little girl. Did you catch that at the end of the series? 
It's like the series went off and then it came back and they showed a little flash of them like holding these girls down to the ground and they showed a quick flash of how Emily, it was her name, Emma, Emma, Emma killed the little girl. When they went into really graphic detail on the book, the series just showed a quick flash of it. And, and I was that, and I was wondering if it's girl? because they were going to bring it back in the next. Um, that was there. We'll go into more detail later. Is um, that the end? The last little girl you're it, talking about? Or? That, no, not the not the girl that the new girl that she went to school with. They showed a scene of her and her girlfriends actually holding one of the little girls in the ground. Oh yeah, and oh, it was yeah. just like a quick yeah, flash yeah. of that scene. But remember the, the book was very went, graphic. When it's graphic, and I don't. I mean, I kind of wanted to see that. <laughs> well, Lynn. I kind of wanted to see that scene again. I feel personally attacked. (laughs) (laughs) So how would you guys write uh, rate this adaptation? I will give it. Don't think too hard. I know. (laughs) Don't hurt yourself. I know. I think I would give it a full glass. I think they stayed true for the most part to the book. And you enjoyed the book, I guess. That's what you're saying. Well, it was just a little, you know, she's just dark and I'm not a dark person. Um, But the book, yes, I did somewhat. I feel personally attacked again. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if the shoe fits, (laughs) if the cleaver fits in your hand. You do have nice teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Note to self, sit somewhere else. was great. I think that the adaptation from book to series was great. I was not disappointed. See, I really think I'm going to give it a full glass, too. I think we're a little biased to Jean Mar. Um, at least you, I feel like you are. But yeah, so let's wait. One, two, three, four. Full glasses. off on sharp objects check us out on read watch and wine on instagram uh you can email us at readwatchwine at gmail.com you can catch our other podcasts on itunes spotify tune in and pretty much anywhere where you can find podcasts stay tuned for dark places another jillian what support 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 support